The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a rabbi who was teaching in a, a class in the school. Anyway, all of a sudden, in the middle of the lesson, the principal is in the hallway. He sees the rabbi walk out of the classroom in the middle of the lesson. The rabbi goes up to the side, uh, on the, you know, to the wall. He says, uh, hello. Uh, he calls his, obviously speaking to his house. The principal is wondering what made the guy leave in the middle of class. Which rabbi leaves the class in the middle? They're all sitting there doing nothing. The rabbi calls. He says, hi, uh, hi honey, everyone, everyone okay? Everyone okay. So you know those old clothes? There was a pile of old clothes in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wondered, um, did you throw them out yet? Oh, you threw out the old clothes? Okay. Uh, you, think, you think maybe you could go get them back? They're in the garbage already. Could you send someone back out to the garbage to get the old clothes? The principal's looking at the rabbi who thought that this was an important enough reason to leave the classroom. He's talking about old clothes ready for the garbage. If they got thrown in the garbage, go get them from the garbage. Anyway, he sees the rabbi. He says, okay, all right, too late? Okay, no problem. Hangs up the phone, walks back into the classroom, continues the lesson. The principal doesn't want to call him out on it. He waits until after the class is over and the rabbi is done for the day. He pulls him on the side. He says, listen, I just want to say, I noticed you left the class in the middle of the lesson, all the students, and then you went outside and you made a phone call. And I thought, what's going on that he asked? Probably it's very important that he left the middle of a class. And then I hear you asking about old clothes. That's why you left the class in the middle? The rabbi says to the principal, he goes, no, no, he goes, you don't understand. He says, I have a wedding coming up and I needed to put together some money to be able to make the wedding for my daughter. So I borrowed uh, a large sum of money for the wedding, and I didn't know where to put it. It would be safe in the house where no one would come across it, it wouldn't get stolen. So I hid it in these old clothes at the bottom of the basement. He says, and I remembered in the middle of class today that someone had said this morning, it didn't register, that they're going to throw out all the old clothes in the house today, they're going to put them out on the street. It didn't register until I was in the middle of the lesson, and I thought to myself, Shema Israel, they're going to throw out the clothes. So I told my students, just, you know, review amongst yourselves for two minutes. I went outside, I asked them, did you guys throw out the old clothes yet? They said that they did. So I asked my, uh, my daughter, my son, whoever it was, I asked my kids, could you still get the clothes? Did they, did they take away the garbage yet? And then they said, no, they already took away the garbage. It's good. It's gone, impossible to retrieve. Once I heard it was impossible to retrieve, what was I going to do? I went back into the classroom. Now the principal, who thought that his... Uh, his rabbi was a waste of time, was a non-committed rebbe. He, he says, now he's looking at the guy with fresh respect. You had all this money, you don't have the money to make the wedding, you borrowed the money, the money's now thrown in the garbage. Instead of you going crazy, running out, screaming, you went back into the classroom as if nothing had happened, you taught the rest of the lesson, and now I'm coming to you after the end of the lesson, and you don't even see, I can't believe it. He says, you know what, I'll tell you the truth. He says, my rabbi, Rabbi Eisner, he used to teach us always that the purpose of a person in this world is to go through difficult moments and maintain their emunah, maintain their composure, to overcome the difficult moments in life. After having that hammered in by my rabbi my whole life, now I come to a difficult moment, I was about to lose it and I remembered. This is God testing me in this moment to see how I react. 
So you know what? I remembered that. I thought to myself, the clothes are already gone. The money's already gone. I'm going to figure something out. But right now, what's the right thing to do? To scream, to lose my mind, to make phone calls. I'm never going to get it back anyway. Or to go and teach Torah. What could be a bigger zechut for me than to go back into the classroom and to continue teaching Torah? What a magnificent approach. And I thought to myself, you know, this, this story is beautiful on two levels. It's beautiful, first of all, because of the fact that the rabbi does the right thing. Okay, he, uh, he goes back into the classroom. He uh, understands that there's no use crying over spilled milk. But number two, that the rabbi, the principal, he couldn't even tell it on the face of his employee. It was, he, he went up to him, he thought that the guy was, a, was a, 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 an uncommitted rabbi to the students because he couldn't see anything on him. Turns out the guy's a giant. Unbelievable. My friends, I had someone who walked into the Beit HaKnesset a little while ago. And I asked him, how's everything going? What's going on? And the, the person's responding, Baruch Hashem, thank God, my wife, my family, my children, my this, my that. Anyway, it was a short while later, I found out that this person had recently not only lost his job, but had lost a fortune of money. And that the person who was in the Beit Knesset that morning, and I looked just like any other day, was suddenly in a position where he went from uh, considerable wealth to a place where he was going to need help from people in the community to get back on his feet. And you couldn't see it on his face. So I went to him a little while later. I waited a little bit of time. I went to him that night. I was in, it was actually in London. I went to him that night and I said to him, you know, uh, when we were talking this morning, you know, and you know, I was asking you a little about the family and how's everything going? And, you know, you told me everything's going well and, you know, I just want to make sure. You know, I heard, I heard that there's, you know, some issues and stuff going on. If you need any help, if you want me to speak to anybody, I'm more than happy to do so. And he says to me, Rabbi, thank you so much. I could use every bit of help. I said, I asked you this morning, how's everything going? And this is how you respond. I ask you tonight. And he says, Rabbi, you know what the difference is? When someone asks you, how are things going? What do they usually want to hear? Fine, Baruch Hashem. They don't want to help. They're not interested in the sob story. Right? They're asking to be polite. How's it going? Well, actually, they don't want to hear. He says, tonight you came to me, you told me you know what's going on, and you want assistance. <clears throat> Maybe that means that you're the person that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent to help me. This morning, you were not the person that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent to help me. So therefore, why should I share with you all my sarot, come out with everything, be negative, be cynical, be... No, it wasn't appropriate. And I was, I thought to myself, this guy, I know him already for maybe 10 years. 10 years I did not know that this was a person. Moshel berucho miloched ir. The pasuk says, a person who's capable of ruling over his spirit, ruling over his emotions is greater, he's a greater conqueror than someone who could conquer and take over a city or a, or, or, or a country in warfare. My friends, those moments, these moments of greatness, we have them all the time. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.